Good morning, everyone. Kevin here from Skywatcher, and welcome to another episode of the What's Up webcast. We do this every Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here at the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel. We cover everything from what's up in the nighttime sky to equipment to helpful tips and tricks on imaging and visual. And of course, we have a special guest on at the end of the month talking about their specialty in the field of astronomy. Uh, just a couple little things before we get started for today. Um, I do want to let everyone know that the uh, totem uh, of the month, if you're looking to shoot that, is the ghost of Cassiopeia. You can find all of that right here. I'll put that up on the screen right here at uh, you go skywatcherusa.com. Uh, go to media and do target of the month, and then you can enter your totem uh, target, and that is the totem target of the month. Um, we have started shipping uh, people's la um, totem targets from last month. Um, so some of you have probably started to see that. Uh, there were a lot of you, so we're still trying to go uh, through it. So it might take some time to get your stuff. Um, if it does, don't worry, we will get it taken care of. We've got them available, um, but it does take some time to get everybody shipped out and verified and all that fun stuff. So, um, but if you've got it, awesome uh congratulations and if you haven't gotten yours yet either it's either on the way or uh, we will get that uh, taken care of for you uh, it is only open to the u.s and canada right now i'm sorry to our international friends um maybe in the future that will change but just a heads up and then all the um all the stuff is up there on the screen as far as what you need to provide uh, for the target so anyway uh, that's Totem. Good luck to you. Um, if you're looking for some Skywatcher swag, you can go to skywatcher.threadless.com and uh, pick up some swag there to go with your Skywatcher uh, stuff. Uh, there's all kinds of cool uh, shirts and pants and shoes and all kinds of stuff up there that you can get with all kinds of nifty things. Um, so go over there and check that out. And finally, I'm going to pitch this probably two more times because next Saturday is Seoul uh, here in Phoenix. Um, I know some of you are planning to be there. I look forward to meeting you. Um, it is coming together quite nicely, actually. Um, if you want to know the latest and greatest, you can go to the website and click the PDF link. Um, actually, I'm going to just spend a second talking about this because we are just over a week away. If you want to know all the details, if you're attending Seoul, and you want to know all the details about this event, the latest version of the PDF is on the website. Um, it covers everything from what's going on. We have the event schedule, the talk schedule. Um, we have uh, public information. If you need tickets, there's all the tickets there. Uh, information is there. The star party information is there. Uh, we do have the silent auction is up, uh, if you guys want to know about that. Uh, we also have the raffle um, information there. We have custom eclipse glasses that will be handed out. The information is on that page. Um, if you want to know about our displaying vendors, uh, they will be there. Exhibitors. Uh, exhibitors, I'm sorry. Um, and then if you need to know about the map and the site and stuff like that, uh, the event maps are on the bottom of the page. If you're attending, this gives you uh, everything that you're going to need to know about Seoul. Um, you can still pre-register for talks. Uh, there's plenty of room there if you just want to have a saved seat. Right now, it doesn't look like it's going to be a problem, but we don't know how many people are just going to show up. Um, I will let you know if you are attending. Um, 
there is no food on the property so i would suggest uh we try to get some food trucks and stuff but everyone was busy um so if uh you need some food there's plenty of food around the area um if you're not familiar with the phoenix area there's a lot of you know various food locations and restaurants around the area that you can get either before the event or after the event or during the event whatever um, but there won't be any major food available on site i would recommend bringing water um, right now forecast is saying clear high of 85 degrees uh, sunny skies uh, it should be an overall perfect day um, but yeah that is Seoul. Um, that takes place next saturday i'm excited it's finally here uh, again we have some awesome vendors we have lunt solar systems who will have their fleet of solar telescopes out there skywatcher we're gonna have an eq8 rh out there and a spree 150 uh star adventure gti solar quest uh various other stuff uh, evo lux refractors will be out there uh, los mondi is coming uh, mount lemon sky center uh, daystar they're gonna have some cool stuff i'll have my daystar out there as well uh, Lowell Observatory, Star Arizona is going to be there all day, um, and then they'll be demoing hyperstars at night if you want to come see that. The Astronomy Association of Arizona, Stella, which is a uh, women's astrophotography group. It's a phenomenal group to check them out. This is their first time coming to a show. Um, Astro Hutech, they're going to be showing off their new ERF filters. Um, so if you're using like a Daystar or some big system, uh, Astro Hutech's going to have some cool new ERF filters. And they are also representing Player One cameras. And then the United States Space Force uh, and some various others will be there. But those are our vendors who are coming and exhibitors. Uh, we'll have tons of stuff out there. I mean, anything you could think about as far as solar, uh, white light, Herschel wedges, front-mounted white light, film white light, uh, hydrogen alpha, uh, dedicated telescopes, double-stack hydrogen alpha telescopes. Uh, I, the largest refractor out there for H-alpha is going to be an 8-inch uh, refractor um, with a big old Daystar filter on the back. Um, you know, there will be some very impressive equipment out there. Um you know everything you can think of from small 40 millimeter systems all the way up to six and eight inch hydrogen alpha uh, systems we'll also have calcium filters on display pretty much the gamut um, will be out there so if you've ever wanted to get in the solar from basic eclipse glasses to advanced hydrogen alpha the entire spread of what is basically available to the amateur astronomy community is going to be there so if you've been ever curious about solar and want to get a crash course come out to Seoul next weekend it will all be there on display so giving you enough time to think about what you might want for the eclipse so just a heads up so i hope to see you there i'll be running around like a chicken with my head cut off um i will beat you guys over the head one more time with this next friday but i look forward to meeting um all of you that will be attending uh, Seoul next weekend and thank you very much for being supportive of this um, events first time I've ever done it probably the only time it's going to happen for this one uh, maybe we'll do a bigger telescope show would you guys like to see a bigger telescope show like out here in the southwest again there used to be one in Tucson I think it'd be kind of cool if we did a, a big you know consortium of vendors out here maybe someday what do you think let me know in the chat if you would be interested in that so 
They're a lot of work. We'll see if I'm committed to anything beyond this. Anyway, I hope to meet you next week. And for those who are coming out, if you're in Phoenix, there's no excuse for you not to be there. Other than that, let's get started. Um, so we usually do this kind of an episode every year as we get close to the holiday. Um, holidays. Uh, we do a holiday gift guide. And this year, we wanted to do it early enough to where you actually have time to do it. Um, a lot of times we've done this in November, like late November. Um, I will let you know right now, there is product available, um, which is nice. So that is why we're going to bring some of this stuff up now or to the point that you still have time to acquire something. And obviously there's a ton of stuff out there on the market that you can get. Um, today we're going to just go over some of the cool things that I would recommend, um, but there's obviously a million things. I will let you know there's a lot of Skywatcher stuff in here. It's our webcast. We can do that. Um, but we try to show some other stuff too. There's a lot of great equipment on the market. As long as you're out enjoying your telescope, that's all that really matters. But um, here we go. Um, there's plenty of ideas that you could do. Um, like I say, every week, if you like what you see here, please go ahead and subscribe. Uh, leave a like on a video. Let's us know we're doing a good job and that we should keep doing this endeavor of the what's up webcast um if you have an idea for an episode go ahead and email us at info at skywatcherusa.com and title it what's up so let's get started gift guides so gifts are really fun they're fun to give uh they're fun to get um but now is the time that we really need to think about um if it's equipment related uh what we should probably be considering or have some ideas to get started and I will let you know that everything in today's talk is quality equipment. I am not going to pitch some little 40 or $50 toy to get someone into it. Like, I want to make sure that people are going to enjoy, you know, a long time use of this equipment. So I'm not going to be like, go to this thing and get a $30. No. Good stuff. We want to have a good experience. So right off the bat, uh, books. Uh, books, I think, are a phenomenal thing to have. And there's a lot of good books out there. I've only put a couple in today. Uh, they're two of my favorites. Um, I use them routinely, but there's so many good ones out there. There was a cool one I found on Amazon the other day that I would probably recommend getting uh, that I didn't put in here. But it's like 50 best targets for kids. Um, so if you have some kids that are getting a telescope this uh, holiday season... Uh, there's a very cool book on Amazon. I don't think it's too expensive. Um, but it was like the 50 best objects for kids in the nighttime sky. Very cool little book. Um, you can go track that one down if you've got um, some kids that are getting, maybe there's a telescope in someone's future. Um, but number one is Nightwatch. I recommend this every year. Um, and I would also like to say that books are a great accessory, especially if you're getting like a Dobsonian. Maybe you don't know the nighttime sky. Maybe you're new to astronomy. Um, one of the best accessories you can get is a book. And I know that's kind of a weird concept nowadays. It's like a book. It's like, I understand that it's not some shiny piece of glass or some filter. There's nothing super sexy about it, but a book is a great companion to have with a telescope, especially if you're just getting started learning the nighttime sky. And I could probably also state that some people who've been doing this for a while don't know the nighttime sky as well as I think they should. Um, so a book is a good thing to go back and check out. 
Uh, Night Watch is a really nice book because it goes over some of the basics of equipment. Um, I'm just going to bring up all my little bullet points. Whoops. Um, Night Watch is a great book to have because it not only goes over the basics of equipment, but it also really helps you understand the seasons in the sky and what objects you can see during what season. And it really gets you acquainted with how to become familiar with the nighttime sky. And it's just an overall good book to have um, in your library. I think every astronomer, no matter how experienced you are, should have this book in your library somewhere. It's definitely worth having. Um, they're not spendy. You can get them pretty much anywhere. But it's a fantastic book that everyone should probably have just to reference things if you need to. But if you're just getting started with astronomy, this is a great book to have. Now, the next one um, is actually new. Uh, the Backyard Astronomer's Guide. So the Backyard Astronomer's Guide is not a new book at all, but the fourth edition is. Um, the third edition, which I don't have near me at the moment, um, the third edition was a fantastic book because it really started to dig into like astrophotography, especially digital astrophotography. Um, but the real reason I like the Astro Backyard Astronomer's Guide is it is a crash course in everything you could possibly need to know about amateur astronomy. From equipment to the night sky to filters to diac everything. Um, it really goes into detail about all of that. So um, Night Watch is kind of a, a cool book because it makes it very easy and digestible. It's not too much of a read and you don't really have to read through it. Where the Backyard Astronomer's Guide is like everything. So, so Backyard Astronomer's Guide is super dense with information. And it's, this book is like a must-have for any astronomer because there's so much stuff you can reference it. Uh, but they just came out with the fourth edition, which is the revised version, uh, which is highly updated with many of the more modern approaches um, in astronomy. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time with this version, but I have with the third edition, which was excellent. So the fourth edition is just that amount better. Um, it really covers everything you'd want to know from equipment, visual observing, nightscape photography, modern imaging, understanding the sky. Um, you, if you are doing astronomy, you have to have this book. Um, even the third edition is okay, but the fourth edition just really brings everything up to speed. It is, uh, I cannot recommend this book enough to people and, Honestly, if you're new to astronomy, a lot of you have questions. Um, you end up calling your telescope dealer or you call us or whoever you bought it from. You have a lot of questions. This book really can be the answer to a lot of those questions. Um, not that we're not here to help you, but this book right here is definitely a must have. So if you're getting someone a telescope this year, I would, and they're getting into astronomy, the Backyard Astronomer's Guide would be the best accessory to go along with that telescope or item that you're getting them because you're going to have questions. And this book will most likely answer the majority of those questions. So can't recommend it enough. Um, I need to pick up the fourth edition for myself. Um, one of these days I will get one. Fun fact, if you're coming to Seoul, we're actually going to be raffling one of these off. Uh, that's a big thanks to Star Arizona. I believe we have a Night Watch book in there too. So if you want to win these, 
um, you can come to Seoul next week, head over to the Stella booth, and actually enter the raffle to win one, the courtesy of Star Arizona. So thanks to all of them doing that. So it's a must-have book. You need to go get it. I need to go get it. So uh, accessories. So like I said, there's a million and a half books out there that we could we could we've done a whole episode on books. Um, but there's a million books out there that are excellent for all different levels of uh, astronomer. Those are the two that I recommend for just covering everything. But there's some really good ones out there like Best Astrophotography Targets, which I like those books because they really open your mind to various targets that are out there besides, you know, the usual suspects. Um, there's a lot of, you know, dusty, dirty, faint targets out there that, more of us should strive to go after rather than just constantly hitting the same old favorites. Not that they're not great. Everyone has to image the horse head every year, but don't be afraid to go out and do something, you know, deeper, darker, fainter. Accessories. So we have our fair share of accessories for Skywatcher. I will let you know a lot of the accessories in here are not our products. I'm trying to make sure we cover a lot of things, but the first one of course is the ASI air. Um, we just did a whole episode on this thing. If you are getting into imaging and you're most likely going to be getting into imaging with a ZWO camera, I would recommend highly the ZWO ASI Air. It really makes imaging so much easier. They're not very expensive. Um, they're like 300 and change, I think, right now, but they really make astrophotography so much easier um, and digestible for people. Um, Obviously, you have to be, you are inside the ZWO uh, atmosphere at that point. And so you are stuck with using their hardware, but so many people out there are using it. Um, they really do a nice job at making this really good ecosystem of product uh, to make sure everything works. These are highly compatible. I know many of you already own one. Um, I do myself and they're just worth it. Um, it's a great little gift, uh, and it really does everything. and also works with the Skywatcher mounts really well. Um, but if you're going to be using the ZWO camera, you're going to be doing imaging, especially in the field. You don't have to drag out a laptop anymore. That was such a killer because you'd have to drag a laptop out and a big old fat battery that's going to run the laptop, where these dumb little things run off of like nothing. So just a basic battery pack. You're going to be out there for an evening you're really ready to go. Um, so the ASI Air, phenomenal little accessory to go with pretty much anything on the market. But if you're getting into astrophotography and you've got a ZWO camera, the ASI Air is without a doubt, you know, if you have a ZWO camera, you should almost always consider an ASI Air. Um, a large majority of People out there are using that in the Skywatcher uh, world, a lot of our customers. Here's a quick question that I would like to know from all of you in the chat. We have two versions of, wait, I'm going to ask this question a little bit later because this is part of it. So I'm going to ask a question later and I need to know your answers from you guys. Kind of relates to this. Now, jumping off further into the deep end of computers is the Prima Luce Eagle. Now they're on generation four right now. These are a bit more money than the uh, ASI Airs, but they are way more powerful. Um, so 
we actually use the Prima de Luce Eagles at our remote observatory. We have two of them, soon to have three um, out there. Um, these are a mini computer for imaging. Um, these come from Prima Luce Labs out in Italy. They are a Windows machine. So what's different between an ASI Air, an ASI Air is basically just, it used to be a Raspberry Pi, just a little Linux machine that runs their stuff. That's all that it does. Maybe some DSLRs, that's it. You cannot do anything else outside the ZWO ecosystem with an ASI Air. You're stuck in their world, which is fine. And it also, you are stuck using whatever their app is, which is also fine because their app is very well done. However, sometimes you're going to want some more advanced features. Maybe you're going to want some more custom ability. Maybe you're doing remote imaging where an ASI Air just isn't going to work. Um, that is where an Eagle comes in. Um, the Eagles are Windows-based machines, so they're PC computers. Um, the ZWO has built-in USB as well, but these have built-in USB. They've got power. The new ones, the 4s, have an SQM meter on it, which is really kind of neat. Um, it's actually pretty fun to have it on there. Uh, these are amazing for field use and remote systems. Uh, so we have, like I said, we have two of these currently operating in our remote observatory at Skies Away Remote. Um, we run SkyX on these. We have Deep Sky Stacker. We can actually process on these because they are Windows machines. Um, so these are very nice systems to have. Um, and you are not locked into any particular device at this point. You can use anything that you want um, uh, with the Prima Lucha Eagles. And because they're a Windows machine, you want to use Nina, throw it on there. You want to use pick you know prism throw it on there whatever you want you can use it so um but these power the system and run the system so highly recommend these um they have a lot of external accessories like you know thermal control they have motor focusers you know a lot of things so but the nice thing about the prima lucha eagles is the fact that it is a windows machine so you can do whatever you want with one of them um, I know some of you were asking to do a video like we did with the ASI Air. You want us to do a video on the Prima Lucha Eagle. Um, we'll get around to that. Um, that is a good idea. It's just it's a lot more uh, work um, with an Eagle because there's so much more that it does. But they are very impressive. Highly recommend it. Very easy to use, but way more customizable um, for what you want to do. So I really do recommend the Eagles um, quite a bit. They have they have not failed us at all. Uh, next up, there is a lot of these little things out there. The multi-band narrow band filters, but one of the new ones is the Antlia dual bands. Um, I've had a lot of nice things for Antlia lately. Um, their star control is very nice. They don't have any major halos on them. Um, they just are very well executed, uh, filter. And the nice thing about the Antlia filters is that for those of us using larger sensors, um, like full frames and even some of the crazy stuff that's coming out now, you can get these in unmounted, uh, filters. Uh, so like the 50 millimeter rounds, you know, if you need something like that for a 6,200, so you're not clipping, uh, you can get them from Antlia, which is actually kind of nice. And they also go down fairly narrow down to three nanometers. Um, they're still kind of the new kid on the block, but I've seen a lot of people switching over to them. 
Um, they are a little bit more cost effective compared to some of um, you know the U.S. based companies. Like I'm not going to name any. Um, all the filters are very nice, uh, but they have this one out right now. This is the dual band filter. Uh, they call it the ALP-T dual band. Um, it is five nanometer, which is very nice. And the reason why that's really nice is that's narrow enough to where it really takes a nice uh, clip out of any uh, light pollution that's going on. Um, five nanometer O3, you can get away with the moon a little bit more. Um, it's not letting too much light in. So it's it's broad enough to where it's it lets enough light in, but it's not so narrow that's a pain to use. Um, and it's five nanometer for both HA and O3. Um, they also make a high speed version. Um, so if you're using stuff in like a Rasa or a Hyperstar or anything that I think is under F3.6 is what the the high speed version is for. They have the special high speed version. So that is that is very nice. The images I've seen from these are very nice. Uh, there's a lot of multi-band narrow bands out on the market. So just kind of pick what you want to use. But I've seen some very nice images coming from these Antlia filters. Um, and then if you're a monochrome shooter, they, they make a whole filter set for monochromes as well. So uh, it's all there and available. But the nice thing is, particularly for those of us who are using the larger format sensors, they make those unmounted filters, what seem to be very hard to find um, and more of an affordable uh, style of things. So anyway, uh, that is the Antlia dual band filter for all of you one shot colors, uh, color shooters out there. These are a must have type of filter. The multiband narrow bands allow you to do all that narrow band imaging and still use a color camera, which is amazing. Uh, but this one's nice because it is fairly narrow. They're not super spendy but they're very high quality filters and you can get some really nice images out of them so that is the Antlia dual band five nanometer filter it's kind of newer for this year um but yeah something to check out it's good stocking stuffer too because it's not that big so just an fyi uh cameras you know we're always looking for new cameras and the way that the camera market works there's a new camera every five minutes at this point um now, there's a lot of different cameras on the market nowadays. Uh, obviously, we all know about ZWO, there's QHY, and then, you know, you still have Starlight Express, uh, FLI, SBIG, you know, we still have a lot of the players out there. So I'm not going to focus on one particular brand. I just threw a picture up there because it was easy. Um, but some of the nice sensors you probably want to keep an eye out for are the 533, the 571, and the 455. Um now the 533 everyone knows the 533 the 571 that's basically a zw 2600 that's what the sensor is in there but there are other versions of cameras out there that are using the 571 sensor that's the um aps-c size sensor so it's an upgrade from the 533 as far as real estate goes and then there's the big one, the 455, which is the full frame 60 megapixel monster that is the uh, ZWO6200 or the QHY600 or whatever the variant is from whatever camera company that's making it. But there, there are all three of these variants are pretty much available. Sorry. 
all three of these sensors are available in different variations um, from different camera companies. Now, the nice thing about these sensors is they're all the same pixel size. They're like 3.76, 3.8 micron pixels. Uh, with that, that's very high resolution if you're using short focal length, but you can also bend them and it becomes very effective for things around 1,000 to 1,200 millimeters. Um, so that 3.8, um, <coughs> excuse me, micron pixel size is phenomenal. It's super useful with a lot of the, the modern stuff that's available out there. So if you're shooting like Hyperstar or Rasa, that shooting at that 3.8 microns is awesome. And then if you're going up to a thousand millimeters, you can bin it and it becomes very effective there. So these three sensors all share the same micron size um, and you can take very nice images. It just depends on how much real estate you want to use on your telescope. So obviously a lot of us out there are using 533s. Um, there's probably a ton of us out there using the 571. And then if your budget allows, the 455 is, I can attest, because um, we have four five fives at our observatory. Phenomenal. But all three cameras are excellent. None of them have any amp glow. They're available in both monochrome and color. Um, very low noise sensors. So you're getting very clean data right off the top. Um, and good data in is good data out. So, you know, if you're using one of these, you don't have to deal with the amp glow. Very clean. And you can have your, now that the monochrome 533 is available, you can basically have your pick of which one that you want to use. If you're on more of a budget, 533 is excellent. It's also a square filter, which is nice, and you can use inch and a quarter filters on it, so you're not like completely destroying your budget. Um, 571s, that's a bigger sensor. You're going to need uh, probably a two-inch filter on that one, so filters are going to be a little bit more money. And then, of course, the 455 being full frame, you can use two-inch, but you'd be better with like 50 millimeter unmounted, so you're not vignetting too much. Um, on the edge, but that all depends on how fast the telescope is as well. So all good options out there, all of all good ones for the holidays, you know, if you want to get started. But if you're just getting started in astrophotography and you're a little bit more on a budget and you are looking for something, the 533s are a great option to get started. Just pick color or mono and you're on your way uh, to taking some awesome images out there. And obviously that you can get these from any major manufacturer. So pick your poison. All right, telescopes and mounts. So obviously there's a lot of them out there. Um, we're not going to go into everybody's equipment lineup, but there is a lot of different mounts that and telescopes that are out there. Um, I'm letting you know right now this section, there's a lot of Skywatcher in it because it's our webcast. Um, and I also want to let you know what's available right now. So if you want something, you can run out and go get it. Um, so the first one is the Virtuoso GTI. Um, these are new. Um, there are several dealers that have them right now in stock. Uh, just the ones that come to mind. Please, if you're a dealer, don't get upset at me because I'm trying to just remember who has them. Last I checked, um, you can get these uh, currently in stock. Um, and I don't know what apertures you'll have to go check because there is the 130, which is the 5 inch, or the 6 inch uh, 150, which might be a little bit harder to find. Um, but both of them are under $500. Both of them have full go to and tracking with Wi Fi control. There's a 3 8 mounting bolt on the bottom that, or mounting block um, on the bottom, so you can put it on a tripod. They collapse, and these are amazing beginner telescopes. If you're looking to get a telescope for someone for the holidays and it's under 500 bucks, 
these are excellent telescopes and they are real telescopes they're parabolic mirrors they have 94 percent reflectivity coatings they collimate it's a real telescope these are not a toy um, we just did a whole episode on these and they are available um, so right off the top of my head i know high point scientific has them in stock bnh photo has them in stock and star arizona has them in stock um, I don't know which versions um, they have. You'll have to call them and check. But if you're looking for some of these right now, um, I would not wait too long to get them because they are affordable and they're a great holiday gift. They come in a really cool gift box too. Um, but you can get these right now. I'm sure other dealers have them. That's just who I know this week because I saw them. Someone asked me, so I had to go find them. Um, those were the dealers that I knew had some in stock. So go check them out and see if you can get them uh, before they're gone. Uh, but please don't wait. If you know what you're trying to do, don't wait. We all know when the holidays are. I don't want you to be that person. It's like, what do you mean you're out of stock? It's December 24th. Yeah, because it's gone. You know, holidays are on the same day, same, usually same day every year. Um, some of them float, but you know roughly what it's going to be. So just be prepared. Uh, so that's the Virtuoso GTI. Go check them out. Um, I will let you guys know, if you want to know more details about this, High Point Scientific did a really nice video on these. Um, they didn't have to do it, but they they did it. They they actually been doing some really nice videos on various products. If you ever want to know, go over there and check it out. But um, if you want to know more about them besides our video, they have a very cool uh, video that covers the use of the G Virtuoso GTI. So you could run over there and check them out. Uh, next up, Star Adventure 2i Pro Pack. Um, the 2i is the Wi-Fi version of the Star Adventure. Um, this is just our typical tracker. Um, this is not the new GTI version. Um, I did not put the Star Adventure GTI in here because they're back ordered. Um, all of you bought them up. So if you you can place an order right now, maybe if you're getting one for the holidays, you could put like a little cardboard cutout in a box or something like that that says, you'll see it next summer. Um, but you know, if you're getting a GTI, Star Adventure GTI, you just got to be patient. I'm sorry. We're getting them as fast as possible. But if you want a star tracker for the holiday season, uh, the Star Adventure 2i Pro Packs as of this video, which is October 14th, are in stock. We have a lot of them. So um, you could pick one of these up pretty quick. These are great for nightscapes, eclipses, and travel. They have 11 pound payload capacity. The Pro Pack includes all the major accessories. You just need a tripod and some batteries, and maybe the ball head of your choice. Uh, these are perfect for eclipses. Wink, wink. Um, we are, I think, almost actually today, I think we are exactly a year away from the annular eclipse in October 2023. Um, which will be visible in some form with a filter next year in October here in North America. A Star Adventure is a perfect little travel companion for your camera, for your little telescope to go view that. Um, so they are available. Last time we had eclipses, these things disappeared um, because they're a perfect little tracker. Um, but they are available right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to pre-order anything. You can get one in like a week. Um, so these are a fun one. Maybe you have a photographer who's getting started in astrophotography. A 2i Pro Pack is pretty much everything you need to get. You can get one right now, stow it away for them, and then come the holidays, you're all set. Um, or just get one for yourself because you can get stuff for yourself too. 
Uh, but these are available. Um, you can order them right now and you'll be good to go. So, you know, those are available right now. That is the 2i Pro Pack. No wait time. Uh, a little cool companion to go with the 2i is the Evolux 62. These are our new little APO refractors. They got released earlier this year. Uh, the 62 is a perfect little travel scope. And mine is not here next to me. I kind of moved some stuff around. Uh, these are ED doublet optics, lightweight. Uh, they're fairly rugged too. Uh, again, a perfect little companion for the solar eclipse. We will have a 62 out next week at Seoul. So if you want to check one out, we will have one there. Um, with, a, with a solar filter on it. It's good for the eclipses. Um, so come on and check that out. Um, that is the Evolux 62, uh, our perfect little grab and go, but it works on a star adventure, uh, maybe an AZ GTI or any of the small things that are out there. These are also available right now. You won't have to wait. Um, they come with a case. You're pretty much ready to go. Um, once you put your favorite diagonal and they do have field flatteners, um, if you want to get into imaging, uh, but that is the Evolux 62. Uh, these are available in stock right now as of this recording and if 62 isn't big enough we make an 82 um the larger brother of the 62 again these are very lightweight ed optics uh 2.4 inch focusers um how much does the evolux 62 weigh i have to stop and check but while we're on the topic let's look it up because i don't know off the top of my head if only we had a website that had all that information on there and Evolux 62 is ba, 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 ba. hold please as our boss Jeff always tells us uh, 11 pounds that's accessories where is it five and a half pounds uh, so the Evolux 62 is five and a half pounds on its own it's a cute little thing uh, we will have, probably have at least one of these out at Seoul um, I don't know that the 82 is going to be out, but the 62, I know for a fact, will be there. Um, but yeah, cute little telescope there. But we will have an Evolux next week if you want to come check it out um, in person. And then, like I said, if you want a bigger one, we have an Evolux 82. So pick your poison. Um, another thing that we released this year that we have in stock currently is the Quattro 150. This is a perfect turnkey astrophotography system because it comes with everything you need in the box. Um, it's a six inch F4 Newtonian, but we give you the coma corrector in the box and the coma corrector drops the telescope to F3.4. So for like 600 bucks, you have a telescope that comes with an eyepiece so you can use it visually, comes with a coma corrector. So you, you don't have any coma for photography. You literally just need to put your camera on it with the proper adapters, which we do not include. You have to do that yourself. Sorry. You got to put some effort into it. Uh, but the Quattro 150 is a perfect lightweight little telescope uh, for imaging. You can put it on, geez, you can put it on an EQM 35. You can put it on a Celestron AVX. Um, it does not take much weight and it's fast. F3.4 is an awesome focal ratio uh, for live stack imaging. If you're doing outreach, um, maybe you're doing, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that you can use one of these for. Um, they're very cute little telescopes. They only weigh like 13 pounds. So it works on most of the lightweight mounts and they're available right now, but it comes with everything that you need in the box. So that's a, if you know someone who's getting serious about astrophotography, maybe they have a star tracker, maybe they just got a bigger mount 
and they look in the graduate from some telephoto lenses, the Evo, or I'm sorry, the Quattro 150 would be an awesome little uh, companion for that to learn imaging on. And it, you've got the focus, you've got the corrector, you have everything that you need. You don't have to go get anything else. You just need your spacers and your camera and a mount. And you're good to go. Um, so that's a cool little telescope that you can get right now that's fairly new this year as well. Now, just to prove to you that I'm not just here to promote Skywatcher constantly, the Star Sense Explorer 130 from Celestron. These are kind of cool. Uh, I have one of these, and these are the ones where you put your phone on it. It has a little mirror on the side, and you actually use your phone to help guide you around because it used plate solving from your phone's camera. Um, the 130, I think, is one of the best of the bunch. Um, it's big enough to where you have some serious aperture to actually hunt down some things. Um, it's very lightweight. You can pick the whole thing up in one go. It has some slow motion controls on there, so you can actually track objects really nicely. Um, it actually has a 2-inch focuser on it, which is surprising. Um, but what's kind of cool about these is you can also find these in some of the larger chain stores. I, last year, I saw them in Best Buy, um, but you can usually find these and they're fairly available you'll have to check around i don't know off the top of my head but you can find them usually locally so if you have a kid who's getting into it one of these is awesome because you can just pop your phone in there and you can start exploring the nighttime sky it's not go to but you can help navigate your way around um, it's great for the planets you can see the rings of saturn you can see the moons of jupiter with them um, and by the way we're also going to have one of these these will be in this one of these will be in the silent auction at seoul so uh next week so you could actually get a hold of one of these maybe for a little bit less um than they typically go for but uh you could check that out as well but the star sense uh, explorers are very there's a whole series of them but they're very impressive um with that capability with the the phone and the app um i can't say enough good things about them but that is a the 130 in particular is my favorite of the bunch um, and it's just a nice little telescope overall. The optics are nice. They're real parabolic mirrors. It collimates. It's a real Newtonian telescope. So it's a good one to have. Um, binoculars. Binoculars are highly over or underrated. Um, they're excellent for really any age. Uh, everyone should have a nice pair of binoculars in my opinion. If you're doing astronomy, you're probably looking for something in the 40 to 50 millimeter range. Um, the way it's not too big or heavy and it's not too much magnification as well um, you know 10 by 50 ish is probably about the biggest I would recommend for hand holding on a regular basis um, if you go to larger ones that are like 70 they're not terribly heavy but they they can get heavy so the 50s and smaller you know you can keep them in the car they're good for birding they're good for landscape stuff um, and they're great for astronomy um, you can make, get them in all kinds of, you know, brands, um, ED optics, you can get them where they're, you know, little APOs, uh, ED optics help, uh, give you a nice clear image with none of that color fringing, um, is going to add some cost and you can get some that are water resistant and shock proof and all that fun stuff. But there's some great binoculars out there. They're literally any budget out there is available from, you know, fairly affordable to super high end like Zeiss and Swarovski or like the Canon image stabilized binoculars. All those are amazing, uh, but you're going to pay more money for them, but you can get a good set for, you know, a hundred dollars, a couple hundred dollars, you know, they're a nice thing to have laying around. So a pair of binoculars goes a long way. 
um, in my opinion, and every astronomer I think should have one. Next up is the EQ6RI. Um, these are in stock right now. You can go get yourself an EQ6RI. These are our most popular mount. It's got the belt drive on board, 44 pound payload capacity. Um, I don't really have to say much on these because so many people have this mount. Um, we're very proud of the EQ6R. Now, this is where I'm just curious about some people's opinions on things. And this is what I'd like to know from you guys in the chat. There's so many people out there that when they get an EQ6R or similar mount, they're generally going to be using it for astrophotography. So my question is, do you guys like having a hand controller or do you just like having, do you care that there's a hand controller or does the Wi-Fi dongle work for you guys? Because I know a lot of you, I've talked to so many people who are like, I never took the hand controller out of the box. I put an ASI Air on it or I'm using Nina or I'm doing whatever with it. I'd love to know, I'm just curious, I would just love to know what you guys think about having a hand controller nowadays, because it seems like less and less of us are using hand controllers, and if you need to, the Wi-Fi is there, not saying to completely get rid of a controller, like controllers should always be available in my opinion, but do you care that one's in the box, like does a Wi-Fi module do it for you, but I'm just curious, I'd like to know, so throw it in the chat. I'd love to see what you guys uh, have to think about it. But if you're looking for a big mount, maybe you've got a star adventure and you're looking to upgrade to a real mount, um, you can get an EQ6RI right now. Maybe Santa will bring one to you. Um, I don't know. Maybe if you've been good, I guess. So anyway, um, EQ6RI's 44-pound payload capacity. It's. I would like to let everybody know that the I version is exactly the same as the EQ6. It just doesn't have a hand controller. It comes with a Wi-Fi adapter instead. Same mount. Nothing else is different. So there you go. But they're available. If you're looking for one right now, you don't have to wait. Next up is a Lunt Solar Scope. Um, if you want to see a Lunt Solar Scope, once again, you can come to Seoul next week where they will all be there. But we are getting ready for two back-to-back -back eclipses. And now, right now is when you really should be thinking about this. Do not wait till the last minute because you're probably not going to get one. Um, Lunt makes uh, hydrogen alpha telescopes from 40 millimeter to 130 millimeter. They do make bigger ones if you want to order them, but those are ones that are regularly available. But now is the time to think about one because it's going to take a little time to get it. And the longer you wait, the less and less you're going to be able to get one. Um, so getting that little H-alpha telescope, you know, the Lunt scopes are very nice. Uh, we have one for Skywatcher. Um, we'll probably have it out next weekend. Um, but yeah, now would be a perfect time to get a hold of one. So that way you're not freaking out at the last minute that you can't get a hold of any kind of solar filter. Um, actually, any kind of solar filter would be good, but the, the hydrogen alpha telescopes over at Lunt are very, very nice. If, just to include everybody, that's a cool holiday gift, and you can open it up and go use it the same morning. You don't have to wait for it to get dark. So, solar astronomy, the only carcinogenic version of astronomy. Um, if that doesn't work for you, the Daystar Cork. Um, maybe you have a really nice, I don't know, Skywatcher refractor laying around. Um, you can actually get a Daystar Cork hydrogen alpha filter that just pops in the back of the focuser. Um, and then you can use your favorite refractor or different refractors. 
uh, for hydrogen alpha viewing. And they make the cork in various different types of filters, not just hydrogen alpha. H-alpha would be my recommendation, um, but depends on what you want to look for. You can always talk to uh, Tiffany and Jen and everyone over at Daystar, and they'll be happy to tell you about that. But a Daystar cork, um, they're kind of a stocking stuffer, by the way. Um, it's a phenomenal filter as well. Again, one of these things for the eclipses that are coming up that I would recommend taking a look at. So all of them are good. There should be one of these out at Seoul next week as well. Um, but it's another awesome thing to think about. I would like to recommend that if you are going to even go, um, if you're going to even go with a solar filter, please make sure you know what you're talking about beforehand. Um, please do some research that you know what you're getting yourself into um, ahead of time. And hydrogen alpha filters can be spendy, but it doesn't matter if you're doing H-alpha, white light. If you're new to solar, because we have eclipses coming up, please make sure you do your research ahead of time uh, about what's right. Uh, I'm on your website. Cannot access full event details. Web page. Hmm? Let's see what's going on. Okay. Reload. So I'm not sure what issues are going on, Steve. I know you've emailed me before um, about this. I'm not sure what exactly you're having issues with if the PDF link isn't working because it seems to be working here um, just fine. But if you have issues, email uh, me directly and I'll get you whatever you need. Or if anybody needs uh, questions about uh, Soul, just email off the website and we can get that taken care of. Um, all right. Uh, so that is pretty much it for today. Those are some of my recommendations for the holidays. Hopefully that's kind of been fun. Um, I appreciate you guys, um, getting all this ready to go. Um, next week we're going to be talking about preparing for an eclipse. It actually just kind of timed with soul. So <laughs> sorry. Um, but we're talking about preparing for eclipse. Um, so we're going to do all of that. Uh, next week. If you like what you see here, please go ahead and subscribe. Leave a like on a video. Info at skywatcherusa.com. If you're looking for uh, ideas or any information about the What's Up webcast, we definitely appreciate you hanging out with us uh, this Friday morning and all the other Friday mornings. Um, so thank you very much for being a part of it and supporting us here. That's pretty much it for the holiday gift guide on my side of the uh, things. Um, Good luck out there. Don't wait till the last minute. Um, if you know there's something cool or someone special who's doing something, don't wait for the last minute to go get this stuff, especially because stock is still a little difficult um, getting stuff, uh, getting things. So go out. Um, please enjoy your weekend. Uh, we will see you guys next Friday. Hopefully some of you will see you next weekend, and we will talk to you guys uh, next week. Have a good weekend. Clear skies, everyone.